0: Just a word from our sponsor, Anchor FM, the organization that is hosting this platform here. Anchor FM is a free podcasting platform, and there are all sorts of creation tools that you can use. They'll distribute your podcast for you. There's a way for you to contribute. So, therefore, if you are a podcaster, your listeners can make a contribution, just as I might encourage you to. So there's everything you need to make a great podcast. Get going with it. Download it at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. dr kernan Mannion, and you're listening to physician interrupted after the last podcast i got some knock knock wake up feedback about the metaphor of a riptide coming from somebody in mountainous snow country who said who would know what a riptide is avalanche yes riptide no So, just to be clear, a riptide happens when a deeper channel, like a virtual pipeline, forms on the seabed leading to the shore. That channel can get deeper due to wave motion and tides. And So, when the waves come in and then go out, the undertow in that area is so strong, it pulls your feet out from under you. If you've ever been a wave, you'll know what that pull can be like. The idea here is of the suddenness of an invisible force sweeping you away, in this case here out to sea. But the same concept for the suddenness of an avalanche or a tsunami or a tornado. They all work to convey the notion of a force that suddenly overpowers you and you're helpless when you're caught within it. So, we were talking about the dangers of a career riptide, particularly in this entity we call the medical-regulatory-therapeutic complex. Medical boards, physician health programs, peer review, and performance appraisal entities, all of which affect a physician's ability to practice. These are powerful forces that can pull your feet out from under you and sweep you out to sea. And we were examining what we believe to be the most powerful and yet, until now, invisible riptide force. And that is the -the behind-the-scenes interlinked administrative system which has life and death power over your career, the MRTC. Each of these, individually and combined, can actually have the ability to derail your job and your career on a moment's notice, simply using the magical words, potential danger to patient safety. And as boards, PHP's and peer review and performance appraisal entities have no oversight whatsoever, neither individually nor collectively as a system. And they operate with near total impunity behind layers of immunity. Your rights to fairness and transparency and neutral justice are little more than an apparition. We covered the first three, and today we're going to cover the remaining seven. But just in case you're joining us after Moses has already pounded away at those, let's name them, as it's good for re emphasis anyway. So here were the first three commandments, and we'll go through the remaining seven shortly. First, wake up to the danger. Become knowledgeable that the danger exists, and if you're near or just in it and not yet pulled out to sea, invest yourself fully in the study of what possible danger you're in. If you're already in the undertow, there are still things you can and need to do, but awareness and full education are number one. Number two, seek out the lifeguards. There are people who know about these dangers and where they're located and what the warning signs are. When a lifeguard tells you, don't go there, she or he is trying to use their incredible training to save your life. They're there because they know these dangers exist. And they've seen people get pulled out and never be seen again. And they don't want that to happen to you. Now, If you blow them off, well, as they say, what you don't know can hurt you. And in this case, it could kill your career. And third, immediately get to work finding a lawyer who knows what your rights are, who also knows the riptide phenomenon, how quickly it happens, and who's ready and willing to fight to protect your rights. Does that cost money? Of course. Well chosen, it will be the wisest financial investment of your adult life. Poorly chosen, it will be like entrusting your surgery to a hack understanding how to select and then gauge your attorney's competency and how to work with your attorney is something we cover in the online course, Navigating the Perilous Physician Licensing Landscape, which is currently in production. So, okay, now Moses resumes with the remaining seven commandments. Number four, take this seriously from the outset. Don't revert to an entitled or brash attitude or act like you're above it all or that you shouldn't be interrupted because you're doing such important work. Don't expect that this is simply going to blow over. Take it extremely seriously as though your life were on the line because, in fact, it may be. Number five, take ownership of this fully. I do a radically honest appraisal, for yourself only, of what has transpired. More on this radically honest assessment later. It's not to be shared with anyone. Here, it's important to note that you're examining, what did I do? What have they done? Because the next part of that self-examination is what happens now, and how do we proceed from here? But you can't know how you proceed from here and what is happening now until you do that radically honest self-assessment. And it's got to be as honest and as objective an assessment of your and their wrongdoing as possible. Number six, do not sign anything Do not go to any evaluation or meet with anyone anywhere who is part of this MRTC complex, no matter how benign sounding, no matter how genuinely concerned they may appear to be, no matter what story they tell you about why it's urgent, or that you have to act immediately and do what they say immediately without first consulting your lifeguards, your experienced physician advisors, and trusted attorneys. Now, If you're getting pressed by a medical licensing board or physician health program or peer review entity to comply, then seek a delay until you can get your team assembled. If this is not yet at the order for compliance stage, a binding order, then you can request a delay with the referring entity. However, if this is now at a medical licensing board order for compliance stage, your attorney may end up having to seek a restraining order, an injunction, or some pause in the proceedings to prevent the board from taking any action against your license if you do not comply. Proper documentation of your correspondence under the guidance of one knowledgeable of these matters, is going to be crucial. Polite and thoughtfully prepared wording of your response is vital. Anything you write or say or submit can be used in a case against you and will certainly be highlighted in court. By the way, in addition uh, to your request for delay, you're going to be requesting a variety of answers to your questions. For example, about procedure about your rights as well as your records given the feedback we've gotten from physicians around the country it's most likely that you're going to encounter non-cooperativeness and receive pushback that is par for the course with these arrogant entities the more hostile and ill-motivated they are the more pushback you can expect in fact I believe that it should be considered paradigmatic, and that's a word that's only used in medical circles, eh? That the more resistant or hostile the pushback you get, the more toxic the system is that you're dealing with, and the more vicious the fight ahead will be. I can assure you of this, though, that if you do not fully prepare and fight for your rights, life will never be the same. That will be clearly evident in subsequent podcasts in which we discuss with other physicians their journeys through this hostile territory. Number seven, research these matters assiduously. That's why you need a lifeguard, a physician guide who is familiar with this perilous territory. This is related, of course, to number one, that one about getting knowledgeable but number one was just about opening your eyes to the existence of danger. Getting knowledgeable, for example, about the riptides along the shore. It was the, about the importance of finding a lifeguard that you should listen to. This item, researching these matters assiduously, is about leaving the beach, going home, and learning all you can about riptides and how to read them. In other words, really understanding the danger and the territory. As physicians, you know, we operate in an incredibly complex administrative system that has awesome power over your ability to practice. Not only in the state you're licensed in, but due to reciprocal licensing arrangements in every state throughout the country and throughout the world. You need to have a map of this perilous territory ahead and a clear plan of how you're going to proceed. You are going to have to get into an acutely focused mindset and thoughtfully develop your strategy and your next steps in dealing with this from the outset. Number eight. If there has been an allegation of any sort of impairment or disordered behavior or any suggestion of mental illness or substance abuse or character or personality disorder, and by the way, that's the lingo they're often implying by disruptive behavior, or anything having to do with a disability or a past illness or disability, you want to consider immediately seeking out an utmost reputable, ethical, independent fitness-for-duty evaluator so that you can truly tell your story about what has transpired and have that documented and get a straightforward appraisal from that person. Now, Be mindful, in this climate where the approved evaluators, quote-unquote, are tightly controlled by the PHP, Seeking such an independent evaluation on your own, unfortunately, is also fraught with risk. One knowledgeable about the territory can help you find such an independent confidential assessment. Also, in the event that any allegation of impairment, disability, or the like is being raised, it is vital that your attorney be knowledgeable about the ADA and all related laws pertaining to protection of your rights as an alleged disabled individual, even if you don't have a disability. Number nine, if the Medical Licensing Board is involved now, and this has any hint of an administrative or a disciplinary dispute, then it is important for you to check your malpractice policy as you may in fact have a rider which entitles you to legal benefits that will help you in your dealings with the medical board on disciplinary matters. Yes, your malpractice policy may have a rider that affords you that protection and sometimes a somewhat generous rider up to $50,000. Lawyers' bills can get into the tens of thousands of dollars very quickly. However, there's a huge caveat here, and I want you to hear this, and that is that we found, at least in some cases, that malpractice insurers have declined to allow that benefit to be used, because once one has been alleged to have a disability, an illness, they then may allege that, oh, it's no longer a dispute at the administrative disciplinary level, this is really an illness issue, and therefore the policy doesn't cover it. Frankly, that's, well, I'll spare you the vulgarity. And number 10, this is perhaps the most important. Recognize that this could, in fact, be a career, life, and death matter. You need to accept that you are going to need to devote immense attention to it. However, the danger is that it's liable to then consume your life in all of your waking and even attempted sleep hours, it's going to be vital for you to find a way to manage the stress of this and to prevent it from taking over your life for the period of time that these matters are prone to do. And they can be protracted over years. It can become a giant soul suck. And it's going to be vital. To have allies in that process, to sound this out with so that you can keep your balance. And if at all possible, to keep your practice going so that you can build up some reserves while this is going on. These matters and this balance must become your highest priority. Even if you're fortunate enough to live in a state where the medical board operates with transparency and integrity and accountability. And you're afforded due process. And you've not been subjected to a corrupt investigation or a kangaroo court hearing or endured a sham diagnostic evaluation by an entity posing as a medical or psychiatric evaluation program on behalf of the state under the rubric of the Physician Health Program moniker. It is still in your best interest to approach this with utmost diligence and utmost pursuit of protection of your rights even if there is some validity to the allegations for which you've been called on the carpet by a complaint. The legal representation of these matters crosses multiple domains of law, including laws pertaining to disability and to substance abuse treatment and mental health treatment, privacy of protected health information, defamation, contract law in terms of medical staff bylaws governing your credentialing and your employment contract if you happen to be hired uh, as a worker in a hospital, the Family Medical Leave Act, Education acts, especially if you're a medical student and perhaps even a resident. In other words, they're are a variety of laws that might pertain to your situation. And it's not possible for any individual physician. And I can tell you from the vast majority of physicians I've spoken with, even in our circle, we have not been aware of the full complement of these laws. And I dare say, it's not even possible for most attorneys to know the matrix of applicable laws, which need to be taken into consideration as one sizes up your defense and how best to represent your interest and protect your rights. And again, that's why it's going to be so vital for you to seek out guides who understand this territory. Now, it's liable to be tempting for you to want to go to the recommended program, the recommended evaluation at the PHP or at its four-day evaluation center, somewhere in Kansas, or Mississippi, or Georgia, or elsewhere, which purports to specialize in evaluating allegedly very difficult-to-evaluate evasive physicians. And you're going to be tempted to do that, simply to clear your name, especially if you feel that you are entirely innocent of the allegations. And this is the height of naivete. This would be an immense mistake and it will be the beginning of a death march for your career. You need to understand the awesome implications of this. This is not to say that some who are listening to this do indeed need a comprehensive multidisciplinary assessment and may need treatment at a specialized program. This is understood. However, our experiences have been that the vast majority of physicians do not need that. And too many physicians have noted that the diagnosis that has been made at the preliminary assessment, the screening assessment at the PHP, is simply not correct. It's not tenable. And yet they've been refused any opportunity to contest it. In fact, some PHPs are even alleging now that they don't do diagnostic evaluations. They just only manage your case. Well, again, I'll spare you the vulgarity on that, but it's bull. We'll be talking in a subsequent podcast about the audit that occurred in North Carolina. In 2014, which evaluated the physician health program there and found that the North Carolina Physician Health Program over the preceding decade had violated the due process rights of over 1,140 physicians that it had evaluated by depriving them of a grievance process and depriving them of access to their record. I suspect that this is a bracing list of 10 recommendations, 10 commandments, if you will. And yet, they are solidly grounded. One of the most important things for physicians who are going through this ordeal is to recognize that what you're going through is in fact real. It is in fact overwhelming. It may in fact be extremely unfair and it can be immobilizingly frightening. And that's a hard reality for most of us to get our heads around. It was for me. Now, this may seem alarmist, but it's grounded in 10 years of investigation and conversation with hundreds of physicians around the country. And if this sounds urgent, well, it is. It's meant to open your eyes and help someone early on before they step in that innocent-looking puddle and get pulled out into a riptide never to be seen again. So, this was just a sampling of some of the most important suggestions. There's a lot more guidance and caveats about the road ahead, and certainly try to cover that in subsequent podcasts, as well as in our upcoming book, interestingly, ironically, entitled physician interrupted the same name as his podcast. Also, by the way, on the table is the development of a special online course outlining a very systematic stepwise approach that you should take in your challenge with the MRTC. And I'll be putting word out about that as soon as it's available. But one thing is certain, you may not have asked for this challenge, and it may be entirely unwarranted and entirely unfair. But you have two choices. You can either succumb to the unreasonable demands of these various entities, or you can wise up, get some guidance, and hold your position, approach it intelligently and respectfully and diplomatically and within the bounds of law, and insist that your rights be honored. Are you going to get some pushback on that? Of course. However, if you do not give your own pushback to protect your rights, your rights are going to be taken away from you, and it is likely that your career will be severely harmed, perhaps irreparably. As is the case, and will always be on this podcast, we welcome your feedback, whether written or actually in the message button where you can leave a short audio message. And we can then address, even quote if you'd like, some of those comments in a subsequent podcast. So please check out the Center for Physician Rights, www.physicianrights.net. That's physician, singular, rights, plural, dot net. And I'll soon have a handout of these Ten Commandments posted. I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion. Thanks so much for listening to Physician Interrupted. Hope you found the podcast helpful and would be delighted to have you subscribe to the podcast on a regular basis and Hope that she'll join us again next week. If you know of colleagues who might benefit from this, please do share the link to our podcast. Till next time, take care and to your well-being.